from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Welcome back, everybody. Hour number three. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. And now it's down to two. It's just me and Bill George. Toe-to-toe in the studio. (laughs) Jonathan took off. He's going over to open up that uh, incredible little uh, machine shop he has over there known as uh, Arrowhead Archery. So he's headed over that way to uh, open up the shop and get everybody ready. Get out there. Get your stuff. He finally let his employee who has worked with him after all these years go hunting for the first time. Well, you know, it's a good thing. Well, he's got to go get his hunter certificate and all that kind of stuff and get out there and get her done. You know, it's funny that when we had that conversation last hour of argument or whatever you want to call it, it was here in the studio. Uh, oh, by the way, before I forget, because I will, uh, we are taking registrations. <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. It's right there. Two Mountain Dews in, and I'm ready to go. Hey, uh, we are giving away this uh, light today. It is the uh, Wicked Light that uh, Glenn so graciously, the good folks out at uh, Wicked Light, he and Glenn, they got into collaboration. Uh, Wicked Light's really nice thing. It's the headlamp. It's the three-in-one color night hunting headlamp kit. It is all-in-one. It's all-inclusive. You just put it on your cap, and the battery's on the back, and the thing lasts for four hours on full power on any of the colors. Uh, you got green, red, and white, of course, and uh, that way you can use it going into the woods in the morning in the red or green, and uh, when you get there and you got to see something, if you're looking at night, turn it on, blood trail, do all that kind of good stuff, and we're giving that away in about 30 minutes, so you don't have much time to register, and the way you do it is just call the show and give your name and number to Aaron, and everything will be in there, and we'll put it all in the hat, and then Bill George will shake it up over there and pull a name out of and, there. And if they don't know the number to call? It's 888-404-888-404-1010. And I turned around. I went to go help a buddy. He he still had a bunch of alligator tags, and I went and jumped on his boat on Thursday, and he pulls out a light, and, of course, it's one of these lights. Really? I, I I said, is that a wicked light? He says, yeah. You know, it's like, okay. He's kind of like surprised that I knew what it was. But, you know. Very it's good. good. It, it, it has a, it's, it, I like the light a lot. If you, you would know? use, you could use it for coyote hunting, predator hunting at night. You could use it for gator hunting. If you're running uh, dogs going out and uh, going coon hunting. I mean, whatever you want to do, if it's out in the woods in the dark, that's probably the way to go. And I, I do like the hat set up better. Because you don't have that wire hanging down or anything it gets caught on every branch and bush and vine and everything else as you're stomping through well, the jungle. So it's all good. But uh, we're going to be giving it away at about 930. So uh, call us and register. That's 888-404-1010, 888-404-1010. You only have about uh, 20 some odd minutes. Mr. Horn, Something I like know you, you listen a lot. Never call in. Get your light for your wife. There you go. Do that. <laughs> Now, what was I talking about before I started talking about the light? I can't remember now. <laughs> Squirrel. Squirrel. I'm completely bubbled. I have no well, idea. I, I will say this. Uh, oh, I know what it was. Hey. Uh, before he forgets. Before me. I forgets. 
we were kind of busting on Jonathan a little bit because uh, this young man has to go take his hunter safety course. And, uh, you know, of course, she, he did the online part of it, but then you have to go, you know, go do the classroom part of it to get your final certificate and all that kind of good stuff, which made me think immediately. I had this discussion with my, my son and my daughter about the camp up in Ocala every summer that they do. Yes. And uh, which is in reality, if you think about the amount of money that you're going to spend on it, what was it like? It's like 300 and something dollars. I can't remember what it was, but it's like, it's less than 400 bucks. And they're up there for a week and they get to play in the woods. They get to go shoot stuff. They get to go fish, do whatever. There's different levels of it that you get to go do. And, um, for the price of what it costs you to do it. And then they get their certificate. They get their hunter certificate at the end of it. I mean, seriously, you think about this kid. He's got to drive all the way to Titusville. What's that going to cost in gas right there? Over there is a tank of gas coming back. It's a, t- a tank of gas coming back to Plant City or wherever it is. He yeah. lives in the center of the state. So right there, uh, average tank now is what? 57 bucks, 60 bucks, depending on where you spend. So that's $120. That's half the cost of the camp right there. Not counting your time that you're going to have to take off from work or do whatever it is. Trust me, dude. In the in the long run, the 300 and whatever it is to get your kid up there and get it all done in one shot. But it's a camp for like a week. Yeah, but it's awesome. But I'm just saying, you, it, get to it, play. It, you get to do a whole lot. And kids today are getting more and more disconnected from the outdoors. Yeah. And and. You know, it, it it hurts me knowing that that that's that's the way that life seems to be turning people. Well, like, we took it for granted as kids. I think you know, you and I and Jonathan and and Glenn. You know, we had parents, we had a father figure and uncles and and people like that who, uh, and we lived in a more rural setting, so it was natural to be out in the woods or go play out in a ditch or stay in a creek with your friends all day. You know, uh, catching crawdads and later on going fishing at the stock tank later. You know, it was was a little different. But uh, my son, you know, he's like, Dad, I don't want to go to camp for a week. And I'm going, doesn't matter if you want to go. You're going. You're going for a week and you're going to enjoy it. And uh, I said, don't you remember when you went off to camp Lake Swan, you know, with school and all that stuff? You were gone for three days and it was all like, hey, I don't want to go. It's not going to be fun. And then all you could talk about for the next two weeks was how much fun you had there. I said it's the same thing. You just got to take the step and do it. My daughter, on the other hand, she's all like, Dad, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go. I want to go canoeing. I want to go fishing. I want to go shoot. I want to go. She's ready to go. She's gung-ho on the whole deal. So that's what I'm going to do with mine. So I don't have to wait till they turn 18 and drive all the way over there to uh, to Titusville and get it done. Because if you look at where you go, you brought it up. If you go do it online, hey, that's great. How convenient is that? So when's the next course coming up? It's in Cocoa Beach. But this is the thing that that gets me, (laughs) is the kids that take this same curriculum via the... um, Internet. Well, no, through the state of Florida's education program, the the online, like K through 12 type like class stuff, they don't have a field day. They're managing to get their hunter's ed and have no field day. Right. So oh. how how do you get how do you get where our kids can do that and an eighteen year old has to go drive across somewhere else to go take a field day? Why does one have to do it and 
What the, the other ones don't have yeah. to? Yeah, well, you know, that was the other thing that I wanted to ask you. I know that some schools, especially public schools, you know, they don't want anything to do with the NRA or the Eddie Eagle program. They talk about, you know, getting rid of guns and all this other stuff and everything else. When there's a program out there that's voluntary, doesn't cost you anything. They'll come do it anytime you want at any school. Doesn't matter if it's a preschool or, or a college. It doesn't matter. And no one wants to do it. So you don't want to educate your kids on guns. You just want to complain about the fact that they're around. And I never could understand that, why the FWC doesn't offer if a high school had a an elective where you actually learned to get your hunting certificate and all that other stuff. If they had a class, and if you had at least, I don't know, 100 students that signed up, I mean, if it's a big high school or something, if you had 100 students who came in and did it, then they would actually go in for the day and do the cert- certification right then and there. Why wouldn't they do something like that in a program? Instead of having to make them drive all the way to Cocoa Beach or Tallahassee or Ocala or, you know, wherever it is. Because they always seem to be in a very inconvenient place. Well, they, they, they're working in this area to get Tenerock going a little bit more. Now, that'd be awesome. If they did a permanent one where it was there all the time, oh, my gosh, that would be awesome. Yeah. And, and you know what? The hotels and all that stuff around the area would probably like it, too, because you know you're going to drive in the day before, spend the night. Tomorrow you got all day out there. Bada boom, bada bing. It's a done deal. Done deal. Let's vote for that. Speaking of vote, we got to talk about politics. Really? Without Jonathan here? Oh, yeah. Aaron's here. We can drag that, her that's in That's my other the bet that I know I'm going to collect on. Let's drag Aaron into the pigsty with us. All right. <laughs> it's the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. I'm Brandon Ford. talk now are you sure what bill george i guess this is one of his favorites because as soon as the song came on, i was like let this one play for a while there you uh, got it you I, got your fix you're all good well see i sit there and i edit the podcast and sometimes i just hear a little bit of a song and then you jump right in and it's like just give it just give it just a few seconds. So you want to give the music time to breathe? Yes. Okay. Just All right. Fine. We sure. Can, we, we can do that. What's fine? And I will say, Aaron. You know, <laughs> since since she's come on board, she's been getting all the uh, show content out there for me, right? Clickety click, and it has made getting the podcast up so much easier. Yeah. I can't has. tell you how much I appreciate that. Well, Aaron. she's now, uh, <clears throat> and they're frantically been answering the phones because we are still taking. Uh, <laughs> Entries while we can, because uh, uh, in a few minutes, probably about what at nine thirty or so, when we come yeah. back. We're gonna go. Yeah. We're going to uh, pull a name out of the hat and give away this Scan Pro three in one uh, headlamp well, uh, made by Wicked Lights. Let's, let's, Wicked Lights, and so we're gonna give that away. And uh, if you want to call while we're talking to Glenn, you can at eight 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 four zero four ten ten. That's triple eight four zero four. A ten ten. Hi, Glenn. How are things up in Illinois and me? Yeah, it's great this morning. I just want to call and put my name in the hat for one of those <laughs> wicked lights. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to help you while you're up there in broad daylight up in Illinois, is it? I mean, uh, you don't need it right now. No, nah, I don't need it now. But i tell you what the craziest thing was this past week, uh, driving out of the woods at dark with the red light on and drove 
had two coyotes come to the four wheeler as we were driving out and stopped within 15 yards and just looked at us and we drove up to them and in about 10 yards they walked to the woodland. Well, that's when you whip out the pistol and you pull a Jonathan Swindle. You just empty around 15 magazines at them, and then you watch their tails go away as they run <laughs> well, into the woods. They're not armadillos. Oh, oh, that's right. They'd be harder to hit. No. Sorry, yeah, well, Jonathan. Here in, <laughs> here in Illinois, you know, I'm just kind of leery about handguns and the way the laws are here. I just left it all at home. Weren't you listening to the show? That's why you always ask, and you always ask for the property owners and check local laws, so to see. That you could be whacking those things as you're going in and out. So uh, you blew us up with some text messages during the break. Uh, Apparently, uh, you've seen a lot of uh, activity in the woods this morning, my friend. Yeah, yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen a lot of bucks this week, but nothing that um. There's one I have that uh, I I just want to get it. It's it's a horse, so uh, ain't got a lot of good antler on it, but it's uh, got a big body. Yeah, figured it'd fill up the cooler. Well, Al over at Al's Wild Meeting uh, will be happy to see it if you get it, I'm sure. That's right. So wait a minute. What's this one I saw? What's, I got to go back to the texty things here. Uh, what's the one where you uh, you said there was an eight point that came perusing through? What, what's what's the deal with that? Well, right now I've, I've seen that seven this morning, and uh, everything was inside the ears, but they had nice tall antlers. But seven, a seven first thing and two eight points have come by within 10 yards. And you let every one of them walk. And it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, why did you let them walk? I'm curious. I mean, you got, you're leaving when? On Sunday night? Are you leaving to come back? Yeah, we'll be coming back. But the uh, thing is that uh, they look kind of young, so I figured I'd just let them go. And then, but I had one on camera that's, uh, he's in decline, but he's, like I say, he weighs, He's a huge, huge deer, so yeah. I figured if I was going to just shoot one, if I have the opportunity, that'd be the one that would just take, unless something else bigger just came walking by. Well, now, i got to say, you, you sent a picture of your view this morning, and it uh, looks very pretty up there today. No snow on the ground. Looks kind of misty. Very nice. And that trail that you're set up on, are, is that what the deer are using, that trail right there in front of you, or are they sneaking around back of you? What's the deal? Yeah, they're using this trail. What it is is some it's real private property, but the um, there's a bunch of horse riding trails in the area, and they have come through here and just kind of taken a shortcut and oh. beat this trail down pretty good. So, but it's a just a natural walkway for the game here. Yeah, and, well, uh, it's, it's it looks pretty bushy on either side of it, so it forces them to use that trail. What a good place! That's a good setup, man. Except for those yeah. three trees right in the middle there. I think I ought to trim those bad boys down. Yeah, we need to do that and to break and some of your cover. Those three sticks in front of you, that's cover? <laughs> that's not much cover, dude. Yeah. No, I mean, that's awesome. Well, I, I, you know, with that much deer activity this early in the day, are you going to call it quits around 11 or so, or are you going to do an all-dayer? Are you going to sit out there and, and suffer through? What are you going to do? I'm going to probably sit here until about two and then uh get down and and then uh i got another stand i'm going to go set in for an evening hunt see if it has anything happening on it you're going to leave a stand that you've seen multiple legal deer all coming in and having activity to Mm -hmm. go somewhere else that's uh doesn't sound Right, but uh, I got another. 
there's another why, madness why, behind the thought. Why, why, why do you think those deer are there? It's a good bedding area just to the south of us, and they oh. just come out. Yeah, well, see, that makes and, sense. And, and so, like, you know, this is for a movement an area. hunt, stuff coming out of a bedding area doesn't usually happen. No, going back to a bedding yeah. area. So, but that's what I'm saying. Coming out in the evening time for an evening hunt, it'll be coming back out. Yeah, but see, this is a good spot. That's good thinking. He's on this main trail where they're moving from one place to another, and then uh, you set up in the evening back in a bedding area. Try to catch them in before they hit the hit the hay. That's a good idea. Why wouldn't yeah, you? You know what I you should it. you should do before you go though. You should set up a uh, a trail cam where you're sitting now. <laughs> so when you go check it tomorrow and you see that big monster eight point that walked by at two forty seven, uh, that way you can kind of you know shoot yourself in the foot and call yourself all kinds of nasty names for <laughs> for, that's, for, that's for, right. leaving, for leaving your spot. <laughs> Or better Thank yet, you. let somebody else sit in that one for the evening, and when they kill that big monster twelve point, that uh, you at three thirty, you, you can you can uh, yeah. kick yourself. That that could happen, but uh, but it'd be all right either way. <laughs> okay. I, I can always say I had the opportunity. Well, oh, well, that's good. Yeah, that's what you want to walk away with. Well, <clears throat> I had a great opportunity. That was all sure. <laughs> Well, dude, uh, Steve Austin came in, and he's like, uh, where in the heck is Glenn? Does he not work here on the show anymore? And I was like, man, he's up in Illinois. And he goes, man, dude, is he always out in the woods? I said, man, he put in all that overtime during the rainy season. He's got to spend that money on that trip to Illinois. Are you crazy? I, I, I'd be gone, too, man. <laughs> so we're thinking of yep. you, man, and we're hoping good things for you. That's for sure, because you've been putting in the time and the effort. That's you can't. Nobody can deny that. So. Uh, hopefully you'll get away today or tomorrow or this evening with uh, one of those big monster Illinois bucks, man. That'd be nice. That's right. Well, either way, it'll be good. And uh, don't forget to give away that wicked light this morning. We're not. Leave me alone. We're going to do right, it at 930. Listen. Jeez. All right, buddy. Yeah. He doesn't think we can handle it. <laughs> I don't think so. You know, he's got to. How are you even here in the show? You're supposed to be deer hunting. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, good luck, man. Seriously. We hope you get a monster or at least five does. One of the two. One of the two. Yeah. All right, man. Thank One of the two. You. See you, buddy. Have good luck out there, Glenn. All right, bud. See you, bye. Well, I tell you, I know I kind of poo-pooed the idea, but seriously, you got three nice bucks that walk through in the morning. It kind of makes you, one, you go, man. Just gotta hold on. I just gotta hold on because you know that big one's coming. You know, I just gotta hold on. And then on the day when you're driving Listen. back in your truck, you're going, man, I should have taken that chocolate eight point. We walked out early in the morning. I how many? How many years has he come back with tags? Man, you can't bust on him for that. He's just being picky. You know, I mean, he could have already been done by now. So, uh, you know, do you travel? You know, that's that was the whole point about the the trip. When someone asked me when you go to Iowa. Why aren't you buying a deer tag and all that kind of stuff? And I said, well, for one thing, they don't want me there because uh, they're not really <clears throat> keen on non-residents up there. And the reason why is because when you spend that kind of money to go up to Illinois, I mean to Iowa, and you're spending 700 and some change just to get a one deer tag and not counting whether you drive or fly, that deer is going to cost you around 3200 bucks. You know, I mean, when you think about the cost of everything involved to get there, do you think you're going to settle for a, a doe or a spike or a four point? You're going up there to get 
a big Iowa buck, right? No. No. You're going to spend that kind of money in another state. Not talking no. going to Pennsylvania where you got a place to stay and family and you get to hang out. It's a twofer because the hunting part of it is just something else you're going to do while you're there. I'm saying if you're going there specifically to go do what, what Glenn is doing, you're going to come back empty-handed? or, or I would or, have taken one of those eights. Why? Just so you could say you shot an Illinois deer? Because I'm there to hunt a deer. I'm not hunt, there to hunt a monster deer. I'm there to hunt a deer. And I, I have a very narrow... It's one thing if I'm in the state of Florida or someplace where I'm going to have a whole season to be out... You know, I, I'm there to hunt mm. a deer. Mm-hmm. No. And now I have, well, you can do that as here. I got a little older, if it's the day I'm got to be leaving or something like that in that evening or something like that, I've let stuff pass only because not having as much time to, to clean it or, or take care of it. You know, I look at it this way. You could do that here. If you want to go out and just put meat in the freezer and all that kind of stuff, you could do that here. But if you get the hunt of an opportunity of a lifetime, like let's say you win a, a trip to go shoot a 80-plus Alaskan moose, uh, you know, up to or whatever, are you going to pick one that just walks out and he's got a couple of little, got a couple of little fingers hanging out of there? Or are you going to wait till you see Mr. Giant, you know, sail come walking out of the elderberries? Which one's going to eat better in my table? The one with the big giant nasty horns, <laughs> the big giant antlers sticking out, looking moose, like satellite dishes. I'm gonna put dishes. a moose on the table. Yeah, oh, that's that's true too. But I mean, if it was just a friend says, "Hey, come up and shoot a moose or whatever," and you and you shoot a cow, I, I got no problems with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but if it's you know the hunt of a lifetime, I'm not going to make it. Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. We come back from break. We're going to be pulling a name out of the hat for this nice little Scampro Wicked Light that we're going to be giving away. So stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. We're down to two. Just me and Bill George in the studio over there and on the other side of the glass. Steve Austin. At a safe distance. At a very safe distance with the with melted uh, sand in between us, so we can't uh, bother her in any way. Uh, before we get into uh, pulling the name, I did want to remind everybody about uh, Liberty Outdoors. Uh, good friends of ours, uh, Nick Wise and his company. You know, he's a St. Pete guy. He lives over here. Uh, one of his reps lives over in Plant City, so they're local guys. And uh, LibertyOutdoors.us, you need to go check it out. They also uh, carry uh, these unbelievable rotomotive coolers that they have there that are really great. I mean, they really are. I mean, everything from 20-quart all the way up to the 110-quart, uh, which has wheels on it, which is really nice. But they also make uh, uh, some really awesome fishing kayaks. If you're looking for one, it's the real nice sit-on-top kind of deal where you're not down in the kayak. A lot of people don't know that that really does. When you raise your butt out of there and you're above the water, it makes a big difference when it comes to casting or fighting a fish and all that kind of good stuff. It really does help. And they also have that, uh, you know, that propeller system that they have. It's, you know, they got the bicycle pedals on the front, but underneath there's a propeller. And it, I mean, that thing gets up and goes. It's not like the little flappy, flappy dealios, and you're not having to, you know, use a paddle with your hands. Uh, you know, you can fish and crank and cover all those areas really quickly. 
and uh, you need to go check them out. I mean, they got locations they sell them in the, the kayaks and the coolers in Plant City, Lakeland, Tallahassee, Jacksonville, Homestead, and more places every other week uh, where they're adding new and new places to go and buy it. But you can go check it all out. Uh, you can go to social media. They're all over Facebook because, you know, they do fishing guided trips and all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, Liberty Outdoor Kayaks. The website is libertyoutdoors.us. And go check it out today and get yourself one and get out and go fishing. Bill George. Yeah. Be nice to see you pull a 13 footer alongside a 14 foot kayak. It'd be awesome. <laughs> now, how are we going to get that thing in here? I, I have no I, idea. I had an 11 foot alligator and a 13 foot ginu, and that was scary. Dude. A ginu was, with a kicker a ginu, on the back? A, a ginu with a kicker on the back. And every time we brought it up to try and bang stick it, it was coming jaws wide open, facing oh, yeah. the boat. And all I could think <laughs> of is one bite. And he's going to have that hull completely cut in half. And, of course, you took that line from Jaws as well, where you looked around and goes, we need a bigger boat. We, we need a bigger we boat. We need a bigger <laughs> boat. All right, well, shake that thing up and hand me one of those deals. Let's get a winner. Let's go. Do you got a drum roll or anything, or you just want to do it on the platform? Or see what Aaron comes up with. That's it? That's all you got? Round one. Round one. All right, hand me one. One of three. <clears throat> Open it up. First, hand- this is Open the it up first- and hand me one. We're going to be giving away the uh, Scan Pro 3-in-1 uh, color night hunting lamp, headlamp, uh, Wicked Lights. Of course, uh, you can go check them out, wickedlights.com. Uh, great stuff. We're going to be giving one away each month. This month, this is it today. And then next month and the month after that, too. So it'll be just in time for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Woohoo! How nice is that? And our winner is, let me look. Oh, is it a red t- It's a red ticket. If you filled out a red ticket. <laughs> it's a red or ticket. Or you called in. Yeah, we put you on a red ticket. Do you want me to call out the number? Did they get the number they on didn't the front? Get the the number. 272. Oh, you didn't do that one? No. So it's just the name on the back? Name and telephone number. Well, I'm not going to give, give out, out their... the phone number. Yeah. Jessica, what does that say? Gibbons? G I B B O N S? Jessica Gibbons is our winner of the uh, Scan Pro 3 in 1. Uh, now you can hit the ding, ding, ding. She's over there dancing and there's no ding, ding, dinging. Ready and action. <laughs> Our winner is Jessica Gibbons! Hey! Jessica Gibbons! Uh, so congratulations, Jessica, and thank you so much for being a part of the show. And as Bill George likes to point out, every name that's in the bucket now is not going anywhere. It shall remain in the bucket. So your chances of winning are still in there. So it's no big deal. Don't freak out and think, oh, man, i got to call it again and go out and read that thing. I'm... No, you don't have to do that. You can. Your name's already in the hat, so don't worry about it. It's all good. So, Jessica, we'll be uh, calling you a little bit later, <clears throat> or maybe I'll get to Aaron to call you in a few minutes to see if you want to call and talk on the air, you know, see how you uh, see how you do, see how you do on the radio. It's all good, right? <laughs> Jessica Gibbons is our first winner for this month. So, next month, we'll give another one away, and then the month after that, each month, right? Correct. Do we know what the next one is that we're giving away, or no? Because uh, this is the, the next headlamp one, one. The next one's going to be the one that mounts on a that can mount on a gun also. So it's a, like a handheld jobber, but it no. also comes with a gun it, mount. It, I think you could have it on the headlamp, but it also comes with the gun mount that you can put it on the gun. Very nice. What if you could put one on a bang stick? I guess you could mount, if you can mount yeah. on a barrel of a gun, yeah. you can mount on a bang stick. Good. Our bang sticks are one inch tubes, so there I'm, you go. I'm sure it'll mount right up there. Yeah, it'll be fine. There's no key mod on there or anything, so you can't, like, hook it on there. 
on your bang stick. A Kimon. A Picanary rail. Yeah, Picanary. <laughs> Whatever you call that. A Picanary that, rail. That, that rail with a bunch of grooves in it. Yeah, that thing right there. You know, it's all on the military rifles. It's all over that place, man. It's one of them things. Picatinny rail. Yeah. That's that the thing. one you were looking for? Yeah. Picatinny? Okay, gotcha. Uh, I wanted to uh, read this. Did I delete it? No, don't tell me I deleted it. Um, I got a thing from Carlos Lopez, our good friend, the uh, Cuban redneck, who was informing me that uh, Wisconsin is debating and thinking about giving a reward to deer hunters who go out and successfully shoot a deer that has CWD. Using hunters to eliminate the chronic wasting disease uh, infected deer from the uh, from the herd, and willing to pay them a thousand dollars per deer Listen, that they go out and do. You are not going to eliminate CWD through hunting. Well, they understand that. When I read the article that Carlos sent to me, their uh, the proposal from their biologist, believe it or not. Uh, said they're going to maybe offer hunters up to $1,000 if they successfully harvest deer infected with CWD in the high-impact areas. This guy's been a biologist for over 30 years in Wisconsin, and it says that the state has largely abandoned efforts to control the disease, choosing instead to monitor its spread through voluntary testing. So they're not, the state Listen. is not doing anything to uh, to keep the numbers down. So they're going to like, hey, look, let the let the hunters come out and help. State's not doing anything, and uh, they're saying right here that perhaps the most important uh, being it's going to be good for the overall health of the deer population. Just to randomly shoot animals and hope to reduce the prevalence, you'd have to shoot more than half the deer every year, said uh, this professor up there in uh, Wisconsin. The deer population can't sustain that, and we can sustain about a third of it. It's our our potential to sustain a third of it. So now they're saying if we ask you to participate in the targeting of CWD-infected deer, if the state offers such cash rewards, a lot of hunters said they would love to have the opportunity. It would be tough to pass it up, and they would be more than happy to get in there and actually help out as much as they can. For a 1000 bucks, dude, you could go out for a hunting season, you kill three or four deer. That's a... That's you awesome. think you could three, kill three or four deer in Wisconsin? I don't think so. Why? Because I don't think it, that's what the bag limit is. But, but if they're CWD deer. You don't know that. There's no way to test it until it's dead. Well, you know, if it's There's no scraggly, way to nasty it, no. looking, uh, you know, <laughs> walking through the woods. You know, I mean, how else do they know? I know that there's some that have been affected that don't show the sign, outward signs of it yet, but if they're on the tail end of it, I don't know how much it's going to help because obviously they've already spread it around. They're helping by getting people to talk about it. Well, that's one thing, I guess, because obviously the state is not doing anything, and even their own biologist is saying that the state's not doing anything, so somebody's got to do something. Otherwise, it's going to be everywhere. Correct. All right, we got to get to the phone. Dennis is going. Denny! What's going on, Dennis? Hey, buddy. <clears throat> Listen, I just wanted to check in with y'all this year. Uh, duck season's coming upon us. Nobody here in the state of Florida duck hunts. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. You're right. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. What are you doing, man? It's been a while. You only call once a year. 
Um, during duck season or when there's a crisis, uh, I should call every week, though, shouldn't I? You should at least call, you know, a couple of times, you know, or at least once a month to let us know you're still kicking and, and making carbon dioxide. Seriously. Oh, oh yeah. The, uh, the looks like uh, the Kissimmee chain is going to be about the same condition it was maybe last year. Shouldn't be too much change there. So your Central Florida guys ought to be pretty happy with that. And over in Tampa Bay, I just want to warn everybody, please do not have negative interactions with the public. Um, you know, that that was a big issue in the past, and it's spreading now. I actually well, we take, a- we take credit for that because uh, we actually informed all of our duck hunters that there were certain areas in northern Tampa Bay that were allowed to uh, duck hunt in, and they did not know that. And when they actually found those spots and did it, the residents around the area seemed to take offense to that which they were promptly informed by the FWC that those guys are in a legal spot, and as long as they're not shooting towards your house, there's really not much you can do about it. So have a great no, day. I, I totally agree. I, I agree they, they should be there. and have, but, but when the residents show up out there and start yelling and screaming at you, you know, please just, uh, please, please just uh, get, get their names and home house addresses or tag numbers or whatever information you can and, and just pass it on to law enforcement, um, you know, if you can do that. Also, let's see, there's a resident who met some duck hunters down at Big Toho Marina and, and told them that if they didn't stop duck hunting out there on his lake, that they were going to be the victims. And I told him, I said, look, you guys, you know, you got to get smart about this. You That's hunter harassment. That's another uh, one where the phone should have come out immediately. And it, you have one exactly. videotaping while one's calling the uh, law enforcement. Call 911. Exactly. You got to get smart about this. You got to you got to videotape that because when I hear this, it's secondhand news and it's all done. You know, you can videotape that. You don't have to participate in the in the investigation. Just collect the evidence. That's right. Give it, give it to law enforcement and let them do what they want. I'm yeah. gonna say the ones I've talked to will attempt to make contact with them in some way, either them or, or some other law enforcement officer, and try to. Uh, exactly understand the situation in other words get the other side of the story and uh, uh you know try to resolve it that way it, it is an education issue and i talked to people that moved to a, a lake had no clue hunting is allowed on that that lake no clue well that's no not clue. that's not the hunter's fault that's the homeowner's that's, fault it is not the fault you're right and, uh, but uh, you know you can't be mr in between anymore you can't be the guy who says hey i'll meet you over there at the boat ramp we'll settle this like men and uh you know take uh, matters into your own hands if you're right and you know you're right as my father used to say you stand up for it and you do what's right and uh if you got to call uh, fwc or 911 and say there's a guy out here threatening me and uh you know i'm uh, doing what he's got to do then but make what, the phone Dennis, call. what dennis is saying is don't show your behind just because they are showing theirs. That is true. And that's uh, one of the things that you got to remember. Hey, hang on for us, Dennis. Okay. We're going to we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you some more because you like stirring up stuff, and I, I'm good with that. Hold on. We are the Bigger Wild Outdoors. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. And Brandon Ford, stay with us. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Before the break, we were talking with Dennis McDee, uh, talking a little duck hunting. But I did want to say uh, we did pull a name. I want to say congratulations again to Jessica Gibbons. She is our winner, Jessica Gibbons. 
I don't recognize this area code. I'm sure it's from somewhere way outside of the state. So uh, hopefully it was somebody local. I don't know, but we'll see. Doesn't matter. She won. Could have been while we were out at the Florida Sportsman's. Oh, that's right. At the uh, Florida Sportsman's deal. Dennis, you still with us or did you go get coffee? Nope, I'm still here. Yay! So, you know what? i got to ask you this. Um, I do get a lot of people who ask me about the uh, duck hunting, especially in Tampa Bay. And uh, there is that region up there in the northern part of Tampa Bay that a lot of people don't know about. And uh, they always constantly say, you know, I go to FWC's site, I go there, and I try to look for a map so I know specifically where I am so that I don't have any... uh, conflict with anybody in a certain area and i want to make sure i'm in a legal spot to be able to uh to uh hunt so uh do you know of any place where someone can actually go and find a map that says legal duck hunting in this area there really is not however um see i saw one on the florida duck hunters website that someone had posted up and they had circled a bunch of areas that were off-limits that were known to be off-limits, you know, McDill Air Force Base. Right. You, you know, the, the obvious areas. Um, and that's probably a good place to start. Uh, asking local law enforcement, uh, God bless them, they do a great <laughs> job, but they typically don't know. Yeah, that's a, uh, well. You know, if they're not if they're not connected with the uh, with Florida right. Fish and Game, they really don't have an idea. I mean, I I right. tell the story a million times. I was out bow hunting at Freedom Lake, and a sheriff came up and he goes, "Are you supposed to be doing that?" And I'm like, "Really, seriously? You're asking me?" Uh, I'm you know I'm like, "Yeah, I got a fishing license." And he goes, "Well, but but are you you're not fishing?" I go, "Well, yeah, I am. I'm just using a bow." <laughs> And I said, right. I said, as long as I'm not shooting bass or any other sport fish, I, it's perfectully legal. And he's like, right. You got oh. all those stuck tilapia in the bottom of the boat there. Yeah. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, they, uh, I, 90- I, wish, I wish there was, um, we've worked, tried to work with FWC to, to help us out there. And they, they have pretty much, you know, not really responded the way I hope they would, um, because there's so many agencies involved hey. with the different areas and organizations, and it, it is difficult um, to know exactly where is what, but some areas are, are pretty pretty obvious, you know. The well, you got to stay, you gotta stay away from McDill. you got to stay away from right. the Clearwater Four Airport. Hours. you got to stay away right. from uh, uh, the power plants. You know, you can't be right. out there by those things. So, you know, you think about where the 9-11 things were, where if you can't fish there, chances are you can't duck hunt there. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Exactly. That was my next statement. If it looks like it's a closed area, no fishing, no entry, whatever, that's pretty much no duck hunting, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, there's there's other other there's a lot of Tampa Bay down there. Unfortunately, a lot of the good ones are closed. Well, you <laughs> know, they, I, I actually well, I, you know? I actually asked our FWC officer one time. I said, so legally, if you look at the the way that the statute is, I could park on 4th Street, take a kayak over, put my back to the Howard Franklin Bridge, all those rafts of ducks out there, as long as I'm shooting towards Gilligan's Island across the bay and not over the over the road, then I'm perfectly legal. And he said, well, yeah, you would be. As long as you're not shooting across the road, you'd be fine. Yeah. I said, He said, but in about 10 minutes, you'll have every TV truck uh, you know, out there uh, taking pictures of you, and I don't know how many accidents you'll cause and how many 911 calls you'll cause because there'll be people going... I'm on my way to work today, and there's a guy next to the Howard Franklin Bridge. He's got a shotgun. He's shooting it in the air. Uh, you know, and uh, you'd have 10,000 calls. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's that. Yeah, you're probably like like he said, you're perfectly legal. And uh, but then there's the other issues to deal with. So you know, you got to kind of try to sort of be smart. I guess if you're going to do something like that, make sure you you know it's a good ten minute duck hunt, and then you're out of there. <laughs> well, like I always said, I said if you're going to go do it, make sure you have a big and wild T-shirt on with the with the website on there, so that uh, you know they make sure they get it on all the TV channels. So yeah, it'd be right. all good. Uh, so that, and you can be pulling out of there before that before they all pull in, you know. No, you want to stay there, wait for the camera. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> That's what I'd be doing. No, so, I, I do the same thing with alligator hunts. Sometimes you get in, you get out, you be done, and you know, because that's another place where the FWC doesn't want to give you any list of the things that they know are good or know are bad. You know, don't right, go right. here, don't go there, because there are so many, you know crazy rules regulations you got a county ordinance versus a what the state knows about and it, yeah but it the just, thing is is that you're trying to stay legal and you're trying to keep yourself out of trouble and uh, why wouldn't they help you do that that's the thing because I mean, then it puts them on the spot for giving you authorization for something that somebody else is going to write you a ticket yeah about. they don't fwc doesn't give you permission to hide no, I, I understand that, but they would at least you would think they would say, "Look, you can be here, you can be there, but don't be here." You well, know, I'm saying. Dennis, there, there's some organizations out there, especially for the duck hunters that that help you know through a community of other people who've uh, yeah, but even ducks, out. but even Ducks Unlimited doesn't even have a web page or a map of Tampa Bay that shows you where you can and cannot go. They don't even know. Yeah. Right. Well. Yeah. Well, anyway, Dennis, go ahead. A lot, of it has, a lot of it has to do with just um, the the harassment of the area. Some some places are far more tolerant than other areas, you know, and so you know you just have to learn those areas. Yeah, but it, you know, I hate to, I, I hate to sound like the bad guy, but you know, as long as you have the legal right to be there. Then uh, you know that's a, that's an issue they're going to have to take up with the FWC officer when he shows up. That that shouldn't be on you. I I completely agree. But I completely agree. But you don't need to be um, abusive about no. asserting your rights. You just need to turn around and work to you gently the, educate the individual. Well, you let the FWC I, officer educate them while you drive over and pick up your ducks and your decoys and leave. That's a, the way, way to yeah. do it. But then they'll think it's a victory until you show up there next weekend and set out the string, and when they come running out, you just go, I'm sorry, didn't the officer explain this to you already? Maybe I should call him again. Maybe you didn't learn. So, you know, call him again. You know, hunter harassment is for real. And, it is. And, and if you don't it make is. the call, then you're not going to make it. So you got to make the call. Dennis, we Dennis, call us next week. We got to go, man. And uh, you know, you know, you 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 hide too much. You you spend way too much time out in the woods, man. I hide, I hide the plain sight, though. I know you do. We'll talk next week, Dennis. We got to go. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We'll see you next Saturday. We still take more registrations. We love you. We want you, and uh, we want more of you. So uh, tune in next weekend, starting at seven o'clock. Right, Aaron? 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 Okay, bye.